I know that you've all been prepared for this, but I thought I'd just remind you just the same. Can you handle that? Game over, man. Game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Pure evil. I want to buy some uh, radio ad time. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Nolton Tui. We got Karen Mack in the back. This is Invasion of the Poly Snatchers. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. All right, Noel, we're back, but this time, like after a long slog throughout October, the Shocktoberfest period, we decided that we'd take a little bit of a break from the movie marathon, but we wanted to keep fucking pouring out content for all yeah. the lovely listeners out there. So we decided that we're going to switch it up a little bit. So over the next few weeks, we're not going to be looking just at one particular movie or one particular set of movies, like a franchise or whatever. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go a little bit more topical. We're going to pick a topic and we're going to have the episode about that and we're just going to talk about how that topic was portrayed or was it good for the industry, was it good for the genre, yada, 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 these little things. So we decided, um, as I said to you before we start recording, I was like throwing out softballs <laughs> and you were like, ah, batter up and you threw a 90 mile an hour fucking hardball right in my face once. Yeah. And that is the first topic up on Polysnatures is going to be mental health in horror and how it's portrayed and how it's changed and how the insights have differed over the years and throughout the generations of filming. Yeah. And uh, you like to start as difficult, so motherfucker, what do you think and what movies stand out for you when you think about horror, to, uh, sorry, mental health and horror in the classic sense and um, maybe going into a more of a modernistic interpretation? I, I always think that it's like anything. Nailed that intro. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like anything that that when it comes you have to suspend your disbelief. You're going to, you know, have to take the one ring to Mount Mordor or whatever the sorry. case may be. But I always think that they, they use mental health as this kind of cudgel. Uh, this one size fits all you have your split you have your Michael Myers and stuff like that and yeah. I think they quite often sometimes you could argue that they create maybe distrust in people who like who yeah. are just anyway might be suffering from some sort of mental health disorder yeah. and people kind of think don't trust them and they think somewhere in their heads they kind of go because we've seen we've seen the movies we know what this oh, are like, and I think like again we were talking more good examples I always thought split was an excellent example of somebody living with multiple personality disorder yeah, DID yeah DID and just having how dangerous somebody like that could be yeah. when people when in actuality in real life there's not sometimes as much patience given to people who suffer with these mental health disorders but are actually just trying to get through their days as yeah. best they can and are absolutely no harm at all and you kind of see the difference in how we perceive these mental disorders because when you look at kevin crumb's story arc at first he was seen as a psychotic and as you go through and you realise that there's many layers to this person because of the DID, Dissociative yeah. Identity Disorder, nailed it. And um, uh, the way that uh, gives him a, a strange or skewed perception of reality. And is he really the one that's at fault, the Kevin Crumb, the original? Yes. Uh, is he really at fault for what a dentist does, what uh, Patricia does, what or a beast uh, does. what Beast does, or even to a lesser extent, what um, uh, Hedwig, Hedwig does? So, like, it kind of goes back to, uh, I think it's Billy Milligan. I think I got his name wrong the last time we were talking about but there's a documentary on Netflix now the 24 uh, faces of Billy Milligan or something like that I'll, I'll, I'll do a quick Google search in a sec but you can clearly see the inspiration um, in Kevin Crumb and his story from that real life story even as I mentioned before the 24 personalities yeah. are the same and all this but like you see the difference interpretation because like in the 1970s 1980s when mental health was viewed differently in a wider kind of uh, world or whatever or not even that's viewed differently maybe misunderstood more or like not understood as well yeah. and 
oftentimes these characters would have been boiled down to the the barest minimum what they are instead of being someone that's suffering from a mental disorder that they're really a victim themselves to their own disorder exactly instead they would have been um portrayed as a monster yes and now that's what we see in a modern more modernistic interpretation when we get to better understand these um disorders that kevin crumb isn't really shown as the beast in his last moments no he's shown as kevin crumb the real victim of his own disorder because he's as much a victim to the beast and Patricia, whatever, yeah. Dennis. If not as, more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like he's this in, uh, innocent uh, passenger in a car full of like killers. For, uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah that's way, it. Like, yeah. And he's definitely does not have the steering wheel. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I just like if you look at like a cycle where it's like they never really explain his psychopathy. It, they kind of just like, they kind of like, he, his mother died and he couldn't live without or that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it was very minimalistic in its interpretation. But when you look at Kevin Crumb and you have like a glass that really delves deep into his personalities or what could cause them or what could be of the cause and abuse as a child and all these different things and why each character was created and the different role that fitted in his life throughout his life. And I think that's a really nice layered way of looking at someone's psychosis when you don't really have a full understanding of it. Yes. You try to peel away the different parts that you don't understand and try and achieve some form of understanding of it. And I think that's what modern uh, horrors and modern films have done with mental health disorders instead of like the older ones where you just had the chainsaw wheel of mania. Well, we don't we know? don't have an excuse anymore because like you said in the 70s, 90s when they took these kind of views, uh, these kind of macro look and say, yeah, well, like, like Michael Myers like would have somebody who grew up obsessed with Halloween movies well especially the first two uh, watching them like over and over and over again I you would think like what, he's just he's very quiet yeah. guy. he's very very quiet like very quiet like what's he thinking what's going on and a, a lot of times we didn't have YouTube and we didn't have things like I didn't have a full understanding of Tourette's until I actually sat down and watched a documentary and it just breaks my heart yeah. what somebody's actually going through like yeah. what it actually looks like or, or somebody who suffers so far on the autistic spectrum that they actually do lash out and yeah. that they, 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 they themselves don't talk and stuff like that and sometimes because we're such an ill-informed populace yeah. I think we actually use stupid examples like films yeah. because at the end of the day like films are great but they were a stupid reference point yeah. for to actually approach yeah. so, so that's why I thought with Split they obviously had to like I, I'm sure if you were a person who suffered a DID that you would look at that and go well that well, I, I, I don't like that but at the same time they, they did try and peel it back a little bit and actually use they had psychologists and they had like when Loomis shows up on Halloween it's just yeah. like no he's pure evil he's yeah. evil incarnate he never diagnoses him he yeah. never like talks about it he's just not pure the evil blackest eyes the blackest eyes I've ever it's seen. like dude you're not supposed like, to be his doctor just imagine like day one he's like sit down on the couch Michael I'd like to talk to you blackest eyes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can imagine it's like um, it's like uh, did you try having true psychosis no what I did keep remarking to him though is how black his eyes were yeah and uh, maybe Maybe even if I'm to rate blackest eyes, yeah. it might be the blackest eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I haven't even. Imagine that, like the first like scale of psychosis, yeah. Bla- like uh, like the blackest yeah. eyes, and there's just like a list is kind of going. Yeah, Can you no, put your mic back smaller. We're talking Venta Black. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. Like as well, like and that's what you'll see. Like instead of. Uh, you have a doctor here who's supposed to be the one person that is uh, trying to break down the psychosis of his patient, i.e. Michael Myers, is the one that's literally breaking him down to his most minimalistic. This, they're not, a killer. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he's not even that. He's, he's not even seen he's a person. No. He says he's an it. Age, yeah. You know what I mean? Like so, I just I, yeah. I just, in the second, in the second and third, the fourth film actually keeps acting. He, he says that stop calling him a him. Yeah, it's an it. Yeah, and it's like it's a him. It's like if you say so. And if you imagine <laughs> that, if somebody who did like, because we have seen. Look, we even have 
let's not get mental disorders wrong like and, and in a too sensitive way there are people who suffer with mental disorders who actually do terrible yeah. awful things but there and Tourette's are, is and objectively and, hilarious at times <laughs> I, 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 I watch a guy I think he's called Screwball or Eightball I, he's a, I think he's a Welsh guy kid yeah. but he's absolutely brilliant because yeah. he, he reads nursery rhymes yeah. or he tries to read lyrics to a song and, and it's just it's absolutely fantastic yeah. she got, she's a fucking gypsy and he's there with his girlfriend and she says she touched my willy and you're kind of thinking well you know that's in one way that's very heartwarming yeah. because he's having fun with yeah. it yeah and was it an accurate statement that she touches with yeah I'm sure she did yeah, no, you I'm sure she did. So. there you go so he's, just, he's absolutely on the ball uh, but I do think, bad timing but good accuracy I do think like <laughs> yeah. I do think when I started to suffer with panic disorder and stuff like that mm. it gave me more of a sensitivity towards it because at the end of the day we are just our experiences yeah and you kind of and it made me just think when I was watching Split suddenly I lived in a world where I wasn't a kid who watched Halloween. I lived in a world with the internet and I lived yeah. in a world where, you know, half of Netflix's documentaries and you end up falling down rabbit holes up mm. sometimes. Currently some, going through them right now. And I still think sometimes that people are, if somebody is, like, for example, if somebody hears the word schizophrenic. Yeah. If somebody says, I'm schizophrenic. I know, I know. And if someone else says, no, I'm schizophrenic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I've had the... <laughs> It covers this. You just set up there, and uh, even e- good, yeah, good Vinny was like, "Don't do it." Even Vinny was like, "Do it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, you kind of realize that it's a disorder that people live with, and it's just that thing. I know a friend of mine that I spoke to about some years ago who suffered from it, and mm. it's very, he's very medicated, and he's it's, it's absolutely fine. But uh, you know, he takes care of. It. But he says he gets very, very strange ideas in his head, yeah. and he knows it on a logical level, yeah. but at the same time, on an illogical level. And this is this is quite a stupid, a, a stupid. Time. I, I, I retract the word silly example yeah. was that when he was uh, he had a, a lollipop and he was just finishing it, and he thought if he broke the lollipop, just kind of broke the stick, kind of messing with it, that his niece's neck would break. That like her who's not on on site, absolutely nothing going on. But that was just a thought. It was a, it was like it's was like, this lollipop by any chance shaped exactly like his <laughs> yeah, exactly a candy flavored voodoo doll. Yeah, yeah. And he was in New Orleans, I think, at the time. And <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. But he sorry, remember, hoodoo doll. I do not want it. If he's in New Orleans, it might be hoodoo, it might be voodoo. Some Haitian people. But down he kind of said, "Don't insult people." He kind of goes, "I know that's not real. I know that's not true." And that just breaks your heart. But, but like in films, especially in horror films, in the genre that we both love, uh, yeah. it's something like that would be no, no, no. Like yeah, he. Believes that he has to kill his mother in order, in, in order to yeah, which also exists, which also exists, yeah. but it's always it's always laid out to us yeah. as something that's really really dangerous. Not as and then you find out how many people actually suffer with these mental health disorders. That's the thing. See, the thing is, we see the things that are what we believe to be most prevalent, but not really. They're the most um, uh, acknowledged in a lot yes. of ways. Like you're going to hear more about a Ted Bundy, yeah. who suffered from maybe par- uh, paranoia, uh, schizophrenia, or some sort of psychosis. You're going to hear about his version of what that psychosis really is which is kind of like saying like all fish are bad when you only know about sharks yeah, you know what i mean like, example, cause I, yeah. I always say like you know you'll hear about the cop who shot uh, a personal color suspect in the back as he's running away as you fucking should yeah and it would blow up and i would be the first to click on that and, and read into it yeah as i would mm. and i don't apologize for any of that but at the same time they I, you know when i'm going through reddit or something like that i might come across the guy who gets out of his car i've seen one it was a cop get out of his car and the the neighbours complained about kids playing basketball in the street and he came out and he took him on in a three-pointer competition. Yeah. See who could. And oh, if he yeah. shot the most three-pointers, they'd have to move. And if he didn't, he'd have to go. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. Because the, 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 like anything, like that profession runs a deviancy scale. Yeah. Obviously, but, people go in. But the thing is, you stumbled across that. But whereas... I was, a, a, I was shoved in by face. Yeah, whereas a police shooting... Yeah. 
And you're Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin, Michael yeah. Brown. Yeah. I'm in Ireland and yeah. I know all these exactly. names. Exactly, and they're horrific crimes. Of and, course, and we should know. Sh- I'm not yeah. saying of anything course. about that. No, I'm just covering your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but they're horrific crimes. And of course, we know about this, right? And they should, we should know about this. And the light should be shown on them. But on the other hand, the light should be shown upon the good stuff too. And a lot of the times when you find out about the good stuff is you find out about it. Yes. It's exactly that. You come across in a forum, you come yeah, across in a forum. Yeah, it's like a Reddit trade. for... Um, uh I can't remember what the name is basically like good news or, yeah. or the fields yeah, or exactly. something silly something exactly. that's just like God, it's something I f- subscribe to because I end up going to up, you know too much politics too much yeah. horrible shit and I, it brings you back and I think with mental health I think we I, we have a skewed colouring of people and I yeah. think it's mostly based on films because we're not psychologists. Yeah. So the pe- some people are into the yeah, world we more don't know. They are. Yeah. But it's the same it's like the way people feel about um vaccines some people tell me stuff that they don't trust them and it's anecdotal yeah. it's like my neighbor got really really sick from yeah. the vaccine and now i don't trust it but then a study could come out and say look like um one that said uh anaph- anaphylaxia yeah somebody got anaphylaxia it's five and six in a million yeah that now that's that's an infinitesimally small yeah. number like if you had a million people do the lotto more yeah. more than five I people think, would win money now in the lotto maybe would win money yeah i think the best way to ex- uh, to explain vaccinations to people that are against them right is some people get sick from vaccines. This is true. Five or six out of a million, you said that's a true Well, that's anaphylaxia. Right? right? Yeah, right? for anaphylaxia, right? Yeah. So, right, if you want to look at the vaccine, some people get sick from it. This is true, as in every sort of medication. But if you want to look at the coronavirus, everybody gets sick from it. That is factual. That's factual. Everybody gets sick from it. So if you're worried about getting sick from a vaccine that might make you sick yeah. in a very infinitesimal amount, you should be more worried about the the virus out yeah. there that will definitely make you sick, but also could kill you. I, 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 I was <laughs> talking like, to a, a guy I'm in in, in a band with, and uh, that, and he he was an immunologist. I didn't know him particularly well, but when I actually got started to sit down and talk to him, he explained it kind of like you are. But when somebody knows the ins and outs, it kind of goes, "Wow, I I have had my perception yeah. skewed by what I've seen in media." And movies are a type are a format of media. Like the right wing always gives out about walk walk. Um, the walk Hollywood left. yeah walk Hollywood because they know that they can put a video on YouTube it's 10 minutes long and a million people will watch it but if if uh, Superman has a bis- super, there's some era of Superman now or some universe of Superman where he's bisexual and everyone's freaking out because if you fun. have a problem with that it's reaching millions and millions and millions and millions yeah. and that's what I'm saying I think like Michael Myers might have even skewed my perception of the eerily quiet kid I don't trust him he's too quiet yeah. he's too quiet he could be absolutely the sh- and yeah. as one could be the Columbine shooter though yeah but that's it because one in one case the Columbine shooter was the guy yeah. and that was shoved in her face and yeah. I think media does it and and at the same time I, I don't here's the thing that gets me should we do anything about it in what sense anything like should we should we approach it different should we change it because the fact of the matter is I also want my escapism Yeah, I, I also think, want stuff that isn't real yeah. I don't I never ever ever want to hear Michael Myers speak yeah I don't. Yeah, because he, it, just like his mask, he, he's, he's the way his mask is expressionless, he should be voiceless. Yes. He's the, in a sense, he's the personification of the emotionless, voiceless killer. Yes. That's what Michael Myers is. Yeah. He's a representation. Yes. Like, that's what, like, I understand. When you say, should we do anything about it? And I think when you look at, at anything, that we should have every example from every end of the spectrum or every rung from the spectral ladder or whatever you want to say, uh, you should see what a person with psychosis is like that's unviolent that's non-violent 
And um, I, my mother suffers from uh, schizophrenia. She's non-violent her entire life. So I know what it's like. Like she's suffered from for over 20 years now. So right, she suffers from that. She's a non-violent person. You can, you can tell those stories, right? And you can tell the stories of uh, a mid-level person that suffers from it but has violent tendencies. Yeah. But then you can also give me a Michael Myers or a Norman Bates. Yeah. That's someone, because it gives you the perfect examples of the disease or the mental disability in all its different forms because just like the disabilities are just like people I mean the disabilities range so often and are oh, so yeah. varied and not only are the symptoms often different but how you're influenced by the symptoms are often different yeah. because if you are a person as raised with good morals sometimes you might be hearing voices that tell you to do bad things but because you have a good moral compass you might fight fight against yeah. those like like oftentimes before the podcast I want to stab Noel in the leg with a compass but I make sure I don't have a compass here to stab him the not having a compass, compass is what I respect that's what I'm thinking so yeah so because of my moral compass there was no compass there is to stab a serrated yeah. knife <laughs> within yeah, arms but that, it was for cutting up yeah, limes yeah, but but just, that, it's so old hacked though Everybody yeah, so can, it, yeah, yeah you know what it is that's I'm, why I'm not unoriginal I'm yeah. a little bit psychotic but that's but what I mean I, like, so I'm sitting here and I'm very I guess you could say woke about this whole thing yeah. and at the same time I, there are certain aspects of it I just I'm pointing to them yeah. but I don't know if I want to change them yeah. because again it like the ultimate escapism is what movies are supposed to be but with something like Lord of the Rings nobody's like equating that to anything in their yeah. life well Sauron's psychotic for sure Sauron's definitely psychotic <laughs> that bitch be crazy you know I mean? but you're not equating it to anything I know, but, I, but you do very determined though loses his body not left by a giant lidless eye yeah still playing the game still, still playing still the, in game. the game yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like <laughs> Um, See that you shouldn't have taken a drink as I was like my cigarette because it created a yeah and then took a second to say it's nice tea yeah it's nice, <laughs> it's nice tea yeah he's got lots of uh, let's just say flavorful flowery ingredients in this tea ginger turmeric and yeah. lemon and a tea bag of some. Yeah. Green tea. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I can't describe it in the way I did off air. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, no, not well, no, you can. He called it vaginal sand. Uh, there you <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, that was one thing. It's, I it's it. in the ether. Um, <laughs> but like, when you think of the examples uh, of, like, okay, you could you, you you referenced your mother, but if somebody made a film about that and it was an honest representation of day in the life, it wouldn't drag me in the way like psycho did at yeah. the crowd in the 60s yeah people were like wow because yeah. that, that was if you want to draw real, yeah if, we, we want something that shocks us yeah if you want to draw attention to something you need something that's going to hold your attention yes you know what i mean that's something that's like the, the absolute unfortunately the compared to films mundane lives that we yeah. actually need does yeah. not have my mother shut down her motel age long time ago stop murdering people it's a big thing it's, it's a big, big thing. she's <laughs> making steps to improvement it's in the past it's in the past exactly <laughs> like I, I always say if you keep one eye in the past you're not fully focusing on the future it's all i'm saying, it's all I'm saying. <laughs> digging up the past won't make her free the man she has in her basement it's all <laughs> Yeah, that's not, not he's gone <laughs> no but like we could we, we can make fun of it but I always it is yeah, something I've, 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 I've also, also thought about and again like to come back to the question if I was to put gun to your head or you know yeah. uh, Sophie's choice whatever way we want to put it harsh <laughs> would you gun to your head would you, which only affects you me that, or your children do you think we should approach you think we should like let's just say you are somehow yeah. a mover and shaker in Hollywood and as you know like before anyone turns on a yeah. camera 60% of the film happens yeah if you were somebody there in that boardroom, um, living in the world we live in, of course, we're definitely a more sensitive people to our, to, at times to our detriment. Yeah. And at times, I actually do think to our betterment. Yeah. Uh, but do you think we should change anything? 
how, um, how, how we view it. I would like, change well, your, did you have a problem with Split? No, your statement is a little bit too woke for me. <laughs> <laughs> would you change Split if, if, if Vinny meant Split? Because you're um, a writer. Let's just say that that was a concept. To no, no, I, I wouldn't change Split. Uh, it's like, uh, like something I touched on was you have to see the different spectrums of everything, every scenario. You have to see the different spectrums. Like, right, leave uh, mental health movies to the side, stuff that explores psychosis, right? Look at something like a, a war movie. Look at the war movie, right? Is there anything that's been made more than a war movie? Military movies being made throughout generations. As long as movies uh, were around, we had military movies because propaganda movies were some of the earliest form of film. Excellent point. You know what I mean? Sorry, I I was going back in my head to... You know, 1950s, 1940s films yeah. that actually were mad about war, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. It was the propaganda Don't worry about it, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you look at military movies and it's broken down, you've seen the badassery, the action movies, the subterfuge, mm. the espionage. How many times can a genre be broken down into its different layers? As many times as you want. Yeah. And that does not exclude mental health movies. Right? When you look at a mental health movie, right, you have to see the different spectrums that's contained within. You can have a lighthearted, warm, telling story, yeah. and you can explore a mental health uh, uh, disorder like... Uh, um, schizophrenia or something um, you can explore it in a way that is very heartwarming and has a lot of feels to it and you can show what people are like and uh, how they live with it and day to day thing and how 99.9% of these people adjust and how they live with their disorder you can show that you can show the middle thing like I said earlier on a person that's flirting with uh, violent tendencies but don't give in to it but also you have that 0.1% where you have someone mm. that not only gives into their uh, violent tendencies, but they were raised in a way that does not allow them to ignore their violent tendencies. So you have a yeah. Ted Bundy who was brought up with his father was actually his grandfather. No, his uh, his sister was his mother. Oh, his sister was his mother because yeah, like, but wasn't his father his grandfather? Oh, well? sorry, you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah. Same, actually, same difference. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, he yeah. was raised by his mother's parents. Yeah. So both his was mother his father and his birth father as well. No, he's I'm wrong about. I don't that. think that's so. No, I don't believe that. so. No, yeah. but you're absolutely right. No, he was raised. Yeah, by but I I was right in my sentiment but I was wrong in my context yeah there you go I think or maybe I got that wrong but like so like you look at someone like a Ted Bunny that was raised poorly that had obviously because you're born a lot of times it's the age the nature nurture yeah Yeah, it's the age old adage nature versus nurture are are bad people born or are they created so you look at a Ted Bunny it's oftentimes I think it's a mixture of the two I think you know you know what I mean that's the thing like you know so pretty much it's It's like it's a formula yeah exactly it's a formula Uh, yeah exactly you actually took the words for it it's like you have a a, a fucking vat here and you have chemicals and everybody starts off with a chemical basis that makes makes us all up as human beings alright and inside those chemical bases is some of them we have higher levels than others I'm at higher levels of serotonin in you you might have higher levels of testosterone in me or whatever you know these kind of things and these things will um, have an effect on our personalities have an effect as as a person so so you look at these different little chemicals right and if these chemicals here this is our, our vat in front of me as I'm kind of putting up my hands on the table here so this is our vat and our chemicals the way we're balanced and we talk about chemical imbalance is right here and there's different layers of chemicals and then you bring in that's our nature you bring in nurture so you look at these chemicals and how we perceive the world, they will affect how we perceive the world around us you're absolutely right so yeah. if you have these chemicals within you and then the nurture comes along afterwards and this nurture, if it's slightly different, as in if I, I, I raised my daughter very differently than how I was raised. My father was very um, kind of maui, shouts. I'm very chill with my daughter. I'm very like explanatory. I break things down with her and I talk to her like an adult and I always have. It's very different, right? So her any tendency she shares with me will be will develop differently yeah. because of how we were reared. Yeah. Right? Or raised, sorry. But that's how... My well, what you're spirit. talking about, 100 mm. years from now, long yeah. after you're gone... And, and and even uh, even your daughter's like about me. I know, yeah, I know yeah. whatever. But whatever. like that, I'm that, that <laughs> will 
be something that probably exists yeah. inside of a generation that you don't even mm. that you that is going to come after you. I'm a man like, ahead of my time, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just wanted to stop you to tell you that you're just super important. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, but like, when you look at like a Ted Bundy, you can have a Ted Bundy, and you can in a parallel universe there's another Theodore mm. Bundy. All right, and Theodore Bundy either was raised differently or he knew about it from an earlier age. Because his reason, he said, for his distrust and hatred for women often came from his relationship with his mother. Yeah. And how he found out later on that his mother was his sister and vice versa or whatever. Yeah. And that created, in air quotes, his hatred for women and what led yeah. to his crimes. It's, it's like this is when you're trying to get into someone's psychopathy and you look for reasons, right? So if you get a Theodore Bundy in a parallel universe, he's raised completely differently. Yeah. All right? And he still is met up with the exact same chemicals, the yeah, same yeah, yeah. balance, the same vat as the Ted Bundy. His brain universe. might form differently. Exactly, you know what I mean? that's what I'm saying. Like, so when they say nature versus nurture, and it's, it's a, 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 a hybridization of the two, yeah. because everybody starts off as one particular thing, yeah. and the way your chemicals or the way your perception of the world develops is how you're actually given the world or shown how yes. to perceive the world. And I think when you have someone like this like when you have something that's so touchy like mental health that i think that to use broad strokes is very narrow-minded as a thing of the past because if you say nature versus nurture which is one or the other i think it's kind of like saying like you know uh, is the sky blue or is it blue today it's like you're not really giving me a lot of options because all you're telling me is blue is a blue because at the end of the day i'm going to end up with the same answer for really like you know what i mean yeah because you're going to say nature and nurture go, oh no he was made this way no 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 he was actually born this way the same way i'm going to get the same answers you're not really delving into what created him no you know what i mean like and i think if you use broad strokes sometimes we get a muddy picture you know that kind of like do you do you agree with the whole nature versus nurture thing, or do you believe like I do that it's fucking completely outdated? Oh, it's completely outdated. I think you're talking about. I think it'd be like if you were calling beer um, hops and sugar. Yeah. Be like, oh yeah, no, I have hops and sugar, therefore I have a beer. No, 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 no. You have two extremely vital components. Yeah. That without you have nothing. Yeah. I agree with you there, but you don't have a beer. Yeah. That there is actually there is the, the fermentation there is all these other processes that actually have yeah. to come into it and I, that is I'm like shit I don't know enough about beer yeah neither do I yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I'm like shit he's getting into the weeds here <laughs> and I cannot see him yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but it's the same it's, it's you're taking two absolute massive components mm. and they definitely are great metrics to start with but they're not the, they're not the full thing and I think that's what mental health is as well everything goes across the spectrum I, I think with people it goes across the spectrum of experience yeah if let's just say you are just just a child in an average scenario it's, it's it's a spectrum of experience and i think with mental health what we like to do is we like to take extreme aspects of it yeah like if even like again if you go back to michael myers because i think he's i think he's a prime candidate yeah uh, because you know we have freddie was a demon and we had he's a, pedo- Jay- he's a goddamn pederast yeah <laughs> and we had um uh, jason Voorhees, who was you know just brought back from the dead and stuff there they were quite um, paranormal so you don't you don't have to delve into them the same way yeah. but I think with, with, with Michael you kind of didn't you had um, him just as a kid absolutely nothing wrong in his life at all and he kills his sister Yeah, because that's horrific because yeah. you're not able to piece it together and what what leads a, a six year old as they say well it's technically eight if he's 23 <coughs> in the credits no biggie but like uh, he's six years old what leads a six year old to go into his sister's room and kill her that kind of thing like it's, mm. it's like it's like one thing that you're never supposed to be afraid of something you touch someone is old people and children uh, like when, what yeah. leads a child that's supposed to be the epitome of innocence to commit such a horrific act and like and in what happens to that child when he grows older 
like do you have a development as a human or do you have a Dr. Samuel Loomis who's telling him he's got the blackest thing <laughs> and he just turns him into yeah. a serial killer and I, you're like when you kind of expose it this way I'm just thinking like God if I had like a kid who suffered with a mental disorder or was on the autistic spectrum or suffered yeah. anxiety depression I, I definitely won't want him to get a Dr. Loomis yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like um, how's he going today it's like what it's you... getting the best of hair <laughs> <laughs> it, it looked at me with its black eyes <laughs> his name is Daniel <laughs> really... if you say so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so like yeah, Michael Myers is a prime example as well because you kind of see what it's like for someone to possess great physical strength and great physical uh, threat to uh, other things people. are often associated with people on the autistic spectrum or yeah. disorder and stuff like that they are things that, that yeah. are associated yeah I, I just yeah exactly Michael, it's kind of like but Michael Myers is kind of like when you're a child you don't have a real understanding of right or wrong and what's it like if that mind of a, that child that also has these violent tendencies gets trapped in the mind uh, in the body of this ultimate serial killer and that's what Michael Myers is he, he's, he's a child in a, in a monster's body yeah. He's, he, or, yeah he's a child's mind trapped in a monster's yeah. body that's yeah. pretty much what it is and that's what, where if you look at it in Halloween 1 the original where he pins the guy to the wall and he just tilts his head and looks back and it's kind of like oh it's kind of yeah. like what a child is like when they draw on the wall it's like oh yeah. or they rip their wings off a fly or something yeah. let's go Huh, that's so that's what that's like. Yeah, that's what that's As like. In yeah. everything, because there's of the million experiences that you have, you're only a hundred or so in. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. only beginning. Yeah, it's so weird. Like you know, and that's why I think uh, he en encapsulates that perfectly. It shows that what uh, undeveloped mind and understanding of uh, undeveloped mind, uh, moral mind, or his morality is never developed. And what's that like when you amp it up from the body of a child into the body of, uh, not like I don't want to say supernatural circular because that's later on, but in the body of like an apex predator pretty much because yeah, that's yeah. what Michael Myers is like. Yeah, you know at the end mean? of the day as well. Uh, yes. And oftentimes you have these uh, serial killers that have underdeveloped minds, but somehow they developed the musculature or the physicality to make them prime predators. And this is something that does occur, like which is kind of odd. And oftentimes they're stunted by their environment that they grew up in, in terms of emotionally or more uh, in terms of morality. But in, uh, they become, they're still fully grown men. They just don't uh, develop mentally yeah. in the way they do physically. And that's why they're so dangerous yeah. because they can cause great harm physically. It's kind of like, um, as you said, someone that's like, that doesn't know their own strength because like, it's like, as it said, that's often associated with people like with autism or whatever, that oftentimes they can be very strong. And, but they don't have any understanding of their own strength. So that can means they, they might hurt people physically, but they don't mean it. But if you amp that up, if you look what horror is, and this is what film does, like if you look at like someone with DID, you, you amp it up to 11th. What if this person, you take away the innocence and you go, what if someone has this mindset, but did they have none of this innocence that like 99.9% .9 of them have, and what do you end up with? And that's the big question movies tend to pose. The what if that Marvel have to do as well as like what if this would happen? You take away this element, and what would this person turn into? And that's just like when you look at like a person that's underdeveloped mentally, and there's someone that's uh, has um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, psychotic uh, tendencies. What would they turn into? And Michael Myers is the answer to that. Yeah, because he is them to the nth degree. What would it would be like for someone with a child like mine to, to an actual the... fictional degree? Yeah, because exactly. even though we've seen horrible things in, yeah. in actuality, we've seen again him yeah. take it to a mon monstrous. It's like when you look at like cannibals. Like when you look at like there's obviously Leatherface. People, yeah, there's obviously people out there just having a nibble. 
Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to bring down all cannibals. <laughs> I know we're big in some cannibals. Looking at you, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you look at cannibals, something that that abhors us is uh, very few things abhors more than being eaten by another human. And you look at what does Hollywood do? Go, this thing exists. It's quite rare in Western society and it's quite rare in modern society. But what would this thing be like turned up to the nth degree? You have a letter face, you have a wrong turn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, I'm saying, like last house on the left. Yeah, exactly. It's like we have a record of um, uh, hermits or remote uh, villages or civilizations or communities that have become incestuous. And that has led to them being suffers from was it um, uh, uh, what's the uh, the name for when you have prion disease? Pretty much, it affects if you eat your own species, it affects the prions in your brain. Yeah, and that's yeah. what drives you insane. So that's why you can't, you're not supposed. That's what happened with mad cow disease. They were feeding cows bone meal from other cows, creating this prion disease, crazy, uh, which contaminated our beef. And we had the big mad cow disease in Europe for a long time there. So when you look at like I can't remember, I'll check up the name of it, but. Um, uh, it's fucking Joe Rogan mentioned it one time, but uh, so when you have you look at that and go, okay, psychosis is often caused by incest uh, or incestuous behavior often causes deformities. So when you go incestuous behavior causes forms, what's that the nth degree? And you have these massive mutations like in a letter face, or you have in wrong turn, or you go cannibalism can cause insanity. What would that be to its nth degree? And you have like a hills have eyes. Or you have like um, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre again, like, you know what I mean? So that's what horror does. So if anyone's like goes, the question you asked earlier, should these things be shown the way they're shown or should they exist in the way they currently exist? And I say, of course, mm. because you want to be able to experience everything um, in all the different ways. And even if that's an amplified way, it still yeah. gives you a window into these little things that do exist. And if you can see something that's amplified, it might lead you to turn back and go, what is this in reality? And, and oftentimes when you see something fiction or fictional, it often ends up you going back and researching something factual. And it gives people a window, even though yeah. it's an exaggerated version of it, it often gives people a window or an interest into topics that wouldn't otherwise explore unless it was explored through the medium of film. And that's why I think it's incredibly important for film to explore all these different things, even if they're amplified like a wrong turn or hits of Isaac like I mentioned, as you said, last house on the left, cannibalistic, incestuous, whatever, these things, even if they're amplified to the nth degree, you see it there and you go, okay, this is obviously the glorified version of it yeah. what's this like in reality and yeah. often times when you get like entertained it often leads to further exploration afterwards yeah. like you know that kind of way yeah but um do you have anything else and we go to fuck the break no we'll go to the break yeah. i think we covered them quite well all right cool so um this is division of potty snatchers see you after the break see no work for sponsors A story like the Ben Ben Stone. I wonder if this may have been some type of a craft. Ben Ben Stone. Welcome back from the break. This is Invasion of Polly Snatchers. Before we went to the break, no, we said we were going to do, we delve into something a little bit different today mm. and we're training our best. Obviously, neither of us are experts and we're talking about mental health and horror. Oh, yeah, God, like that, yeah. that in capital letters. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'd hit all caps also like someone shouting at me. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, so as uh, we, we looked at some of the classics of the genre, we talked a little bit about Michael Myers and the portrayal and what they were trying to capture. We talked a bit, uh, we touched on before the break, we talked about cannibalism, um, incestual nature. We talked about pretty much the different things that this genre likes to amplify and the different disorders that are associated um, with these uh, with these either mental or mental uh, disabilities or just like how uh, someone can be created from how they were nurtured or from the environment they grew up in or whatever and we talked a little bit about the different examples of those and how the reasons why we think it's important that Hollywood still portrays them in the way they're portrayed yeah. and even though we also think it's very important that modernistic interpretations also applied to these genres or to this uh, to mental disorders or how they want to portray psychosis and different disabilities or mental um, ailments on film yeah and um so no, when we left off, we were talking about cannibalism and incestuous and all this. We talked a bit about that, but on the break, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about the obsessive nature, the, the femme fatale. What the femme fatale? Do you remember like a lot of these things? Are uh, we've not we've all known people who, for example, found it hard to let go of a relationship, you know, drunk texting the the ex girlfriend and all this kind of stuff, and then you guilty. See, <laughs> then you see all these films like, for example, uh, single white female, um, the hand that rocks the cradle. Um, uh, what was the one which she boiled the the bunny boiler, uh, Glenn Close. Bunny boiler. Yeah, she boils her. She she boils up your man's rabbits. It was Glenn Close. Like I I I have a mental block about uh, the name of this film. Glenn Close. Glenn Close is in it. Yeah, Good. but do you know they always take something that's like in nature it can in history of humanity there's so many cases of it getting completely out of control and anytime somebody's kind of like fatal attraction fatal attraction and anytime somebody's kind of a little bit obsessive or something like that and even though typically it fizzles out movies always found it to be a rich reservoir of like oh if why is he after drunk texting you god no i'd shut that down yeah I'd shut that down you know why because they've seen all these films yeah. and they've, they've been on and they've seen again the absolute worst cases of humanity will be on the front pages yeah. of the newspapers like even though i've never seen a show like you i understand it's yeah i watched the first like, two seasons it's about like yeah. a stalker or something like yeah, that yeah it's about a guy right? the first season he's it's a guy no because you don't start talking about because you'll ruin the show for me fair enough this is what you <laughs> <laughs> watching <laughs> the show will ruin the show for yeah me. you're gonna be like from the first season this is how it ends yeah, this, is yeah. end. this is how you explain shit to me yeah. but he talk, you know it's, it's him it's narrated from his own perspective kind of like dexter know. yeah 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 it's you're, so you you have the front row seat to his the narration is he's yeah, one of them yeah their yeah. narration or is vice versa and you kind of and it would it would make you feel it heightens your sensitivity i think if you expose yourself to a lot of that mm. that you might read into something and maybe rightfully so because i think it's good to have your card up yeah. but at the same time i think it can give a very very skewed perception of people who um especially something that might just come from your own lack of confidence yeah um and i you know like i mean if i look back on teenage me it was a lot more you know a lot more like kind of heartbroken and morose than maybe a grown-up version of me yeah. and i think even that's because life that, makes you callous yeah but yeah and i think that's <laughs> that's, that's true like, it, like. <laughs> but i also think that that's something that everyone has a tiny degree of yeah so um, they take it and they amplify it to a you before i go too far away from cannibalism the disease is called kuru kurtzfield jacob disease Duh. Uh, it's been it was sitting in front of me there for about 10 seconds there and i had and to it was driving you crazy yeah exactly you know what i'm like but i think it's every i think a lot of films as well when they talk about mental health they talk about well stuff like that the femme fatale they also talk about something I think everyone has a tiny degree of. Yeah. Just the way we all have a tiny degree of malice. Yeah. We all have a, we all have a propensity for violence or at least the potential of violence oh, for yeah. certain. Yeah, I fuck some people up. <laughs> uh, but I think they take that and they run it to the nth degree. And this kind of tied me back to my question about would I do anything about it? And I was like, no. 
I don't think that we need to like you know shoehorn in that oh we'd like to point out that this is actually a very rare thing yeah. I, I do I do just think I wish there was something in the public consciousness that would just not look at these things as any sort of blueprint for real life yeah. and it's very hard to do that because quite often like I mean I remember watching Hand of Rocks the Cradle I was a kid I think it was about a nanny who starts to like want to be in the family and want yeah. to take the mother as the patriarch's place and stuff like that matriarch matriarch's place sorry yeah. and uh and uh, there's a baby, and it's all it's all very, yeah. uh, very dark. But it's so I remember even as a child, even as a young man, like I was thirteen or fourteen, it was so engrossing yeah. that it would have actually skewered how I see the real world. And I think that's what people yeah. are using. And uh, that I always think you that, a bad impression impression of nannies. Yeah, like yeah. imagine if someone started babysitting you around that time. Yeah, absolutely. You would have been immediately suspicious of her. Absolutely. You know what I mean? she, like, you know, she's a bit comfortable now, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, exactly. You know what it's I mean? like, like it's like she's sitting on my father's lap, stroking it's, his it's, hair. What's how, going yeah, on? yeah. And how we judge people. Is, is is often skewed by films and I just of course and I, I I think it's just it just speaks to a part of her mind I think there's certain aspects of her mind that can't discern Man, reality from I never looked at chimneys the same way again after seeing Eugene Toomes in Next Wilds yeah you know what I, I mean? know like, exactly yeah. what you're talking about yeah, yeah exactly the hand the yeah, famous the you know hand I mean? going like, down absolutely yeah. I'm like Santa Claus the shapeshifter <laughs> yeah. don't trust him don't trust him exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly and that's why I never got gifts yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I was a right bastard too <laughs> I didn't deserve gifts <laughs> but I think uh, that's I, what the letter I, said under the tree every year yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know this bites me <laughs> but uh, it was I, I do think they had that femme fatale and again you kind of does the it was often associated with women and you flips the script and obviously men are as guilty in cases I actually read about probably yeah. more guilty but um, uh, but it's I always think it's like you say about the nth degree I think it's something that exists inside of all of us yeah. taking the nth degree unlike dissociative identity disorder schizophrenia yeah, like, there's stuff that even even the mild cases of is some, not everyone every dog still has a little bit of wolf left in them oh absolutely you know yeah, what I mean like, it, yeah. yeah, and just some of them just have a little bit less wolf. Yeah. And some of them just don't care about the wolf. Yeah. And we just don't listen to that part of ourselves. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what no, it it's is. True, like, it's yeah. true. Uh, and obviously, like, you know, women build distrust of men and men can build distrust of women. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not based on anecdotal stuff that's happened to them in their own lives. It's, it's often based on their entertainment and somewhere in your head, you're having, even if you don't know it, mm. I don't think it's on a, a, a logical well, thought out level. I think we don't also always though, discern. Yeah, also, though, even though it does skew sometimes how we perceive our environment, oftentimes for someone, like, in the modern world now, I don't want to say it's the hardest time ever for a woman to be around, but it's uh, for predators to have more accessibility to women now probably than they've ever had before. It's insane, no, it's You know true. what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. so, like, when you look at a show like Windows you... Windows into our lives. Yeah, when you're looking at a show like you, even though I don't really know, I haven't watched it, so I'm speaking and brought, uh, like, kind of like, I know the premise of it, about guys can obsess him and he's yeah. a stalker. You, when a, a woman, like me speaking as a dude, doesn't really know, but, like, I can imagine a woman looking at that and that is an important story for her to understand yeah. because even if she only gets a diluted version of that her guard is still going to be up yeah. because she's seen the experience on the screen yeah. and oftentimes even though it does skew our sense in a negative sense but it can also be very important for that's, someone and that's such you, a hard thing to yeah, that's to, a, to such balance. a hard thing to balance like, yeah. that's so, so hard to put a metric on yeah like you know, any anyone with a daughter would say would say, look, I want you to do this and do this and take these precautions yeah. and stuff like that. But it's because it, in the hope that you never have to use, there's yeah. pepper spray in the hope that you never have to use. Exactly. Yeah. And but like you know, it's like let, in case let people in, but be extremely careful. And everything yeah. everything is juxtaposed, but it's exact opposite. Yeah. The way I look and at it is like a Taylor Swift or someone famous, like a Miley Cyrus, a woman like that, this incredibly famous, like Beyonce. 
they know stalkers. Oh yeah. They don't have to look at a you no. to understand what it's like to have someone obsessed about them. But a person that might live a sheltered life who's never encountered someone like that, it's quite important for them to be exposed to a story that's not like something that they've experienced, but it shows them something that they could experience. Yes, and even I mean, if it's an extreme degree. Exactly, of it. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just gives you that little bit of uh, nuance when you look in a situation, and it gives you that kind of idea of what might be people's in people's minds, what their motives might be. And if you see similar behaviour that is portrayed on the screen, even though it's an exaggerated version on screen, it gives you an idea of what to look out for. How many times you go, oh, dude, I saw a movie, and this guy was kind of acting like this, and... It's a bit shady. I know it's not real, but this guy's giving me this kind of guy. Oh, that's yeah, a good point. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. This guy's giving me serious Sauron vibes. Yeah, this guy's yeah. giving me serious. You know that kind of thing, though. Yeah, like, yeah. He's like, he's a, he's a person that you feel as filled with bad intentions. And oftentimes we'll use entertainment movies as our uh, metric. Yeah, exactly. Like, so yeah. it's kind of like, you know, this guy's a bit whatever. He's giving me some sort of vibes or whatever. And people like, so if you're a sheltered person and you haven't been in uh, the show business and you haven't been exposed to what it's like to have people obsess over you, then a story like this is incredibly important because it gives you, as you said, a metric yeah. to weigh your personal experiences against experiences that you've yet to encounter. You exactly. Know what I mean? Sometimes you meet somebody who's like highly intelligent but seems a little bit um, cut off or a little bit yeah, you know, strange. Yeah, like homeschool children or something. Yeah, like, They're highly intelligent but lack social skills. Yeah, and then mm. you're all of a sudden it's, it's uh, silence of the lambs, you know what I mean? Yeah. All of a sudden it's in- intellect with a slight kind of uneasiness and, and it's... it's um, uh, Francis like, Dollarhide. Yeah, a tooth fairy, something like that. That's that to the nth degree. Yeah. But if you have someone that has the intellect and has the obsessive nature, but yeah, he's nurtured in a completely cruel way. Yes. What does he become? You know that. So that's yeah, that's like, it. Yeah, you know. And your guard might just be up, and even though it's not based on anything you've read, or it's it's not based on any real life experience. Thing, yeah. But it's based on something that even though like you're and you talk about a horror film like that, and, you, and you'd say like, oh, no, it didn't. Well, it, it didn't scare me. Of course, it didn't scare me. Little do you know that it's actually after leaving a marker on you, you haven't considered exactly. Yeah, your subconscious takes your sub- in everything. Your subconscious takes it in, and your subconscious just is never able to tell the difference. Man. Yeah. That's where anxiety. That's where suffering with anxiety. You're unconscious, never able to tell the difference. If you believe it it's true but I think there's something wrong with my heart right now which I do which is something yeah. I live uh, my body reacts like could, reacts on the information that it's given could you imagine how many people became aware or more uh, worried about paedophilia because of what Freddy Krueger yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is different from someone in Ireland because we grew up around the Catholic Church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, butts to the wall. And that's what we're really here to do, folks. Take down the Catholic Church. <laughs> well, I love to take a good swipe at the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah, they're massively yeah. like you know the world's biggest ring of paedophiles has yeah. ever existed. Quite yeah. Yeah. Be careful. Now. Allegedly, they'll get cross. <laughs> they might crucify me. Oh Ooh, no, they only do that to their own messiahs. <laughs> but. Um, no, so like literally, like when you look at these kind of things, and you look at the way the media or this medium frames them, that even though some of them are exaggerated, like as we talked about, how like cannibalism isn't as rife as horror might lead us to believe, how incestuous communities aren't as uh, prevalent in backwood mm. um, environments as horror might lead us to believe. Yeah. But um, uh, also, people with psychosis oftentimes learn how to deal with it and medicate themselves yeah. and don't wear other people's faces and wield a chainsaw and butcher teenagers at dozen, or people like, you know, like a Jason Voorhees. Like, you know, so these things 
do exist like i mean as in they exist in an everyday way that doesn't have outwardly um effects on people it's oftentimes the person that suffers from the disease is doing that they're still the suffering one yeah and they don't um project their suffering out into the world yeah they're aware of it yeah you but, know what i mean a lot of times also, people are aware of it but also as we said every bit of dog has a bit of wolf in them and there is a lot of dogs out there and there's some dogs out there that got a shit ton of wolf in them. Yes. And all they want to do is be a fucking wolf again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And these stories. Or some some are just wolves. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and that's so, the thing. So. Yeah, and not even wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. There's yeah. a fucking. Wolf. Wolves don't have dog in them. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, that's yeah. a good way of putting it. And that's, and that's when you look at like um, what movies do. They show us that there's also people out there that we should be wary of, that we should be afraid of. As you said, there's not just dogs out there with a bit of wolf in them. There's a fucking wolf out there with a little bit of dog left in them. And that bit of dog was probably better of them through nature and nurture. Yeah, yeah. And we need to know about those people. And yes. that's why true crime is such a, a successful medium, true crime documentaries. Yeah. Because we're fascinated by this, not only about the by the depths of what it takes for a person to do and commit those crimes we're fascinated we're fascinated by the psychosis we're fascinated by their upbringing yeah we're fascinated by what it's like to know that every day we walk down the street that amongst us swims a shark and we're yeah. just a lot of guppies and it, i think when you have the different layers of the different amounts of like there's so many different men, uh, mental disabilities out there right now like you know what i mean that we're only really starting to understand and it, without film, I don't think we'd have a better understanding of them as we do. As a good yeah, there, no, there is an argument for yeah. that. Uh, on the true crime thing as well, I think this is how films have affected our mental health. We, we, we seem to have this like uh, voyeur way of looking about stories about people actually were mm. flesh and blood. That's what horror is, um, isn't it? And it was like one, and it had like a very kind of sexy, sultry narration by a woman. And I remember, all I can remember is that the guy who was murdered was a professional poker player. Yeah. So they were talking about it and... Uh, well, seemed like his luck had finally run out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden he had been dealt a bad hand. That's the size. Uh, yeah, and you're yeah. just kind of going like, "Fucking, this dude was murdered." Yeah, he was an innocent dude. He, he was he was a flesh and blood man. And it would, but then they went like, "Right, he was a he played cards." Yeah, how many puns can we think of? And I swear to God, it was impressive <laughs> actually from a guy who enjoys a good pun. Yeah, but I was thinking like with like films with 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 like you know scantily clad girls chased through the woods killed, but they're but they went on to live absolutely full lives because yeah. they were actresses and that's absolutely fine yeah. and that's what films should be um, at the same time I think you take some of that attitude and then you slot it into true crime yeah. and I think that's is that, that says something about the mental that's health of just all of us and that's more dangerous than anything that m movies can portray because true crime has that one word true Yeah. and so if you believe it to be true and if they're uh, glorifying um, and that's what those puns are they yeah, are glorifying that's it, it like yeah and, and instead of like when you look at movies you go this is fake you yeah. know what I mean and I think as well it's what's kind of interesting too like but, uh, sorry to finish my point but you go this is fake and true crime this is obviously real and when you get these glorified things that desensitize you to things that actually have happened yes 100% and, because, and the difference with movies is a lot of these things haven't occurred but um, before we get the fuck out here because we're short on time I wanted to say to you what do you think is the cause when you look through horror, you look through thrillers, you look through drama, and a lot of things that have covered serial killers, a lot of movies, we have Gacy, we have the Bundy movie, and we have that one with the ridiculously long title that um, Zach Efron was in, and um, something horrible, Wicked Crimes or some shit, is like 12 words long, and um, we have, my opinion, the best one, the Zodiac, but like, or just Zodiac, sorry, what do you think makes it so hard 
for Hollywood to seem like Ice Man was atrocious star Michael Shannon. Um, what do you think it makes it so hard for Hollywood to bottle a serial killer story and sell it or enable them to themselves to sell it in a way that is as successful and as engrossing as a true crime documentary series? Why do you think it's failed so many times? I honestly God think that maybe it's just a, the, again, maybe just that voyeur aspect of it. Maybe it's just like, pfft. This isn't affecting me at all because you know what? When it's real people, that barely affects me at yeah. all. It's and it's like you know we we've seen like the thing. So when something tries to do a little bit of like mild body horror or something, you're like, oh yeah, 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 I get it. It's cool. Yeah. Practical effects. It's like I enjoy I've seen them, a lion. Bitch, you're seen, showing yeah, me a cat. exactly. You're showing and me a cat. And I honestly got think that's pretty much exactly it. Yeah. But when it goes like into the depths of Marvel and stuff like there's nothing like that we don't have a we don't have an alternative it's yeah. not, no, and it's not like oh well you know if Endgame had come out first and then they tried to release like uh, Falcon Winter Soldier or something you'd be kind of going oh well, actually sorry that's good because they did do that when they went to TV <laughs> medium but I mean like Iron Man or did something like that did you just drone yeah, yeah I did yeah. Yeah, but, but you know and they went so big and if then they tried to go smaller it wouldn't yeah. work you have to build to that yeah. you can't go from that and build downwards because yeah. you, you become spoiled and in, in terms of, of our voyeurism we are extremely spoiled yeah, so when course. we watch these films they're like dramatic dramatic even when I'm watching True Crime dramatic representations of went down I hate, hate reconstruction. but when you when you go like when I see something that says actual um, police footage uh, police footage interrogation footage chills yeah. I'm in it when they have that uh, one the camera where they're going through the events and oh yeah yeah body cams and yeah. stuff like that I'm uh, Chris Watts the guy who killed his own family he's two daughters his pregnant wife uh, oh and murder murder or something yeah or murder next door or something like that so, so, yeah, yeah something like that but they had so much uh, police body cam footage of him coming home after just disposing of his yeah, family yeah that dude's a scumbag oh absolute scumbag yeah. and I hope he rots but yeah. like that well, I'd that rather five me, minutes with him yeah I so would I fuck five, him fucking up. hell I'd fuck but, him up but, but yeah fuck Chris Watson there's no fucking doubt about that yeah. but that that is now when you try and give me like you try and work into a film oh you know what we'll go like very meta and we'll work yeah. in like please body cam footage but just the still actors yeah so and I think you, when you're you know it's so I think in that sense we're spoiled and, yeah. and again we're and we're way too desensitized yeah. to vicarious violence yeah and I think as well like it kind of lends back to our fascination is not just with the subject matter um, as in terms of Ted Bundy's killings, that's that's a fascinating thing. What led him to do it? Why did he do it? These kind of things, or John Wayne Gacy, yeah. why did he kill all those uh, young men, like a Jeffrey Dahmer? Like, what led these people to do it? But when you try to uh, port it onto screen, it's very few times it's successful because we're looking at someone that's trying to be that person instead of seeing the person themselves. Which we have tons of. Which exactly. We have, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that's why Zodiac might be successful. Yeah. Because there was no Zodiac he was never captured so he didn't really appear in the movie he only appeared in the interpretation yeah. of who they thought the, the the perpetrator was so the Zodiac what, what made that a good movie I think is the fascination was with the story itself yes and less with the killer himself because we definitely yeah. don't know who the Zodiac was even though people now I think something came out recently they think they might know who he was yeah but yeah. you know I just think that because of that the story was the the search, the interaction, him, like, mm. you know what I mean? The, the kind of like... The, the mystery the, and the exactly, allure. Exactly, the ethereal zodiac that happens, the, mm. the guy that's lurking in the shadows and nobody ever knew, so it was an easier picture to paint for us to understand because we got fascinated by the story yeah. and we didn't see an actor trying the to myth, interpret. The myth, the mytho, yeah, Exactly, course, so yeah. when you have That like, blurred the lines between fiction and reality. Exactly, yeah. That story, because they never actually found out why. Exactly, you know, so yeah. we don't even know because even say, oh, it's open to, it's so open to interpretation yeah. for who 
was. So, like, I think when you have a Ted Bundy, you have a John Wayne Gacy, you have a Jeffrey Dahmer, even though Jeremy Renner tried to play Dahmer, I, I can't remember the dude who played Gacy, but Zach Efron later on played Bundy. They're always going to pale in comparison because they're dogs with a tiny bit of wolf in them, yeah. like we said. And we've seen and, the wolf. And we've seen the fucking wolf. Yeah, and that's I think, exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. And I think, like, because we're running low on time, I think we should Yeah, we'll there. get out there, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good talk. All right, cool, folks. So like, I know it's a tough situation and a tough uh, subject to broach, but I hope we did a good enough uh, job. We're not experts, as we said. We don't have a clue of what we're talking about a lot of ways, but this is how we interpret the subject matter, how we've lived our lives. Noel suffering from anxiety, me experiencing schizophrenia through my mother, and we have a, a window into this. Um, but as I said, we're no experts, so we hope we didn't insult anyone. And we wasn't hope, the, yeah, wasn't yeah, the wasn't the intention. We wanted to explore, and we wanted to kind of flex our brain muscles in a different way, but also stay within the realm that we know so well. So hopefully, we didn't insult anyone, and hope we know we had good, not more good intentions. So um, I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel Tuntui, and we got Carmack in the back. And this was Invasion Polysnatchers. See you next time, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>